Video games make approximately hundreds of trillions of dollars every year, but they could still be better. I'm your host, Jack Gaby. Each episode, Kenny Higgs and I will discuss games and game aspects to show you how much more smarter we am than dumb developers. This is an idea, gamers. Okay, so what we're doing today is the Diablo 4 Bad Idea Draft. The format is Diablo 4 has a lot of ideas, and a lot of them are really bad, but I wanted to do a draft and say, like, this is what I think the, the first worst idea is, and, and you take your first worst idea, and we can, you know, go take turns, go back and forth, and discuss those ideas, but that's just the format of, like, you know, newspaper format. Newspapers were this, you know, ancient technology where they would have the headline first, and then less interesting things the further down you go, and, and I'm thinking we do something like that. You know, that it really reminds me of that Key and Peele sketch they did of Gremlins 2, where <laughs> everyone goes around the table and they name off the gremlin they want to see the most. And each one, it's like, it's in the movie. It's in the movie. I'm talking and... lipstick, boobies, girl <laughs> yes. gremlin. That's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, no. none of this is in the movie, right? Yeah, it was all in the movie. Yeah. All of it. Actually, watching that sketch made me pay to rent Gremlins 2 so I could... I was like, is it really? And they didn't lie. They didn't lie for the sketch. It was... And, you know, I, I have to say, I have to say, there's there's a, a part that is in the, the movie where they're in a restaurant and they're cutting up a chocolate mousse. Okay? Uh-huh. And it makes me think, honestly, <laughs> that the people who wrote it were so unaware of reality, so naive to their existence, that they heard about something called chocolate mousse, which is a, a creamy, like, pudding-like substance. Yeah, yeah. And instead, they put in their movie a, a, a mousse head made <laughs> out of chocolate, and these 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 waiters are walking around and what's supposed to be like a five-star restaurant with a knife <laughs> and a fork. Like, would you like a piece of the antler from the chocolate mousse? And it's like, that does not sound, it's just straight chocolate. Like one of those Easter bunny chocolate <laughs> shells, but from it's the a dollar mousse. Store. Yeah. yeah. At this well, five-star restaurant. That's a, like, if it had been a thing in naked gun, you'd be like, Oh, they're doing a pun. But because the, the rest of the movie was so stupid, you're like, Oh my gosh, these guys are like five-year-old children hearing chocolate moose and thinking, oh, you mean the giant land mammal in North America? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those can be made out of chocolate? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly how it how it felt. Okay. Um, starting the draft here, I think we need to do ping pong balls. I don't have any ping pong balls to see who gets the first pick in the draft. So here's what I'm gonna have you do. Yeah. Pick a number between 1 and 10 in your head. 12. Don't tell me what it is. Okay, yep. Now you're also going to guess. Okay. Did you get it right? No. Um, <laughs> it was 7, and I guessed 3. Okay, then I'll pick who goes first. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, I'm going to go first. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? I, I didn't. I honestly um, didn't. Okay, my number one 
beef with Diablo 4, and I'll probably regret this because every time I look at my notes here for bad ideas, I'm like, oh man, what a killer bad idea. But it's a bad story, poorly delivered. Um, the game, it just smashes you with exposition and over-explaining. And like, not, not only is the writing really, really bad, but it has its sticky little fingers all over all these aspects of the game. So you like, you get to see these clumsy attempts to tell you instead of showing you how emotional this game is like, oh, my mother has died. Like, I don't know you. Like, you're literally like someone I met on the bus one minute ago. So I don't have this emotional connection to you. Um, yes, you, you literally brought me here to kill your mother. <laughs> Let's go kill my mom. I you're can't upset believe it. that your mom is dead. You know, I went into the beta and I was like, I want to experience this to see how it is. And I was thinking, I'm not going to skip cutscenes. But they just assaulted the player like over and over and over and like forced me to change my mind. Like in the first, like let's say 10 minutes of the game, that's being generous. You're rendered unconscious two times two. like, that's just tropey garbage. And it's just, and, it's so egregious so early. And that's just from watching the opening cutscene. <laughs> I mean, we're not even getting into the character development here. Yeah. And, and, and then my other big example is, is again, is it, it feels embarrassing, but the, and this is a spoiler for the grand one finale is you're fighting this monster you've never heard of before. And then suddenly this giant dark souls soldier guy shows up. And like, I started shooting him before I realized like, oh wait, this guy's not taking damage. He's on my side. And after the fight, they're like, Hey, it's that guy from earlier twist. And so it's like, okay, first I wasn't having trouble. Like I wasn't, I didn't need help. So it wasn't a dramatic entrance that saved the day. It was confusing and it, and it wasn't required. But then second, again, they tried to make it emotional. They're like, oh, you didn't need to prove that you're a good friend. Like that's what your character voices against my will uh, to this person I don't care about at all. Who has um, a mech suit. Yeah, like Who's I feel a nothing. a mech suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was like, it's morphin' time! But, like, the only thing I felt at his death was just annoyed that the cutscene was happening. Um, but, like, it's so embarrassing that that made it to beta because it's going to go at launch. Like, they're going to launch with that. But, like, did they think people would be like, whoa, shock, twist? Or did they think people would care? And, like you said, this mech warrior suit, did they think people were like, oh, that's cool technology. Like, they're not going to let people do that. So it's just this weird bad thing and and it's also this issue where they didn't write a story about the character about you like your character's in it but it's about these random npcs and their mother and them following with lilith or... okay so that's that's my number one is a bad story bad story okay okay, okay. my uh, Number two, number two pick. Okay, no, my number two pick of the twenty twenty three uh, worst game named Diablo Four uh, is is the pacing of the game. Pacing uh, of the game. It, it's it's very slow, uh, and and not not just because of the the narrative spots, which by the way is is one of the top one of the top points, 
but it seems like everything about the game just is meant to slow things down almost like you ever have those nightmares where you're trying to run away and you just can't seem to run away fast enough yeah it's it's like it's trying to force you to appreciate things that you might as a gamer have no interest in even attempting to appreciate mm-hmm. like like you know if if see, people want to have their their story driven narratives that's that's totally fine but if if you're forcing the the player to slow down and take in effects that they already find boring it's not going to stimulate like any replayability it's just going to piss them off and make them want to not play anymore like um some some examples are like you you have for some reason some unnecessary unnecessary 3d movement like ducking to go under things or to oh dude ducking is so sweet in that game it's just it serves no actual function in the game outside of oh we need you to slow down because we advertise that the game doesn't have any loading screens. So to to help with that, we're going to make it as slow as possible for you to progress. And um, I, I don't know about you. I would rather have loading screens and have it be faster than move like I'm running through mud the entire time. Yeah. And this, this concept like just flows kind of throughout the game in many, many ways. And I'll talk a lot about those in, in my following draft picks. But but for, for me, the, the, the pace of the game is like, hey, you know what was cool about the other Diablo games? You could go fast. You know what yeah. we want to do with this one? We want you to think, hey, what is this, Diablo 1? Maybe. And then have it be less fun. But do you know, even Diablo 1, I played it today in preparation for this podcast. And although you can't run, and that is annoying, I got down there and I was killing enemies quickly. And I was like, hey, there was no cutscene where I had to be talked to. There was no... Like, the plot is, we've dumped you in here, figure it out. And we weren't these, like, super sophisticated gamers. It was just like... Yeah, what else are we going to do? And in, in the fourth game in the series, we're going to go down into a pit and kill monsters. We know to do it. Uh, and so all this extra slowdown, it, even like the ducking and the climbing, I think that visually it looks cool when there's like, oh, there's the layers behind. But don't make me go up and down. Like it doesn't, it doesn't add anything other than slowing you down. And I think the source of that is the lead developer, like the the game director, came over from World of Warcraft, which I have always called World of Waiting. It was a game where they they slow you down because you're paying a monthly subscription. And with this one, they're going to sell battle passes. So slowing you down intentionally, like I would need to be persuaded that they're not doing that intentionally. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I concur. Yeah. Good. Okay. With number three pick, the D4 big brain contest um, is maybe this is just like a statement that I'm going to make, but the people who made Diablo 4 didn't think that the criticisms around Diablo 3 and Diablo Immortal were valid. Like they kept bad, st- like they kept um, 
you know, too much talking. They kept gambling. Uh, you know, they said they said in the interview, like, oh, we, we didn't want open trade because the best way to get items was from killing monsters. But most of the legendaries they found were from gambling. Like, you still can't trade items with friends in a co-op game. And and that's and that's what's confusing to me because on one hand it seems like they think that they like they're right and the players who didn't like the aspects of Diablo three and Diablo Immortal are just the haters, but they did this PR move where they did multiple videos and statements being like, oh, this game is an ode to Diablo two, and they did that because they knew Diablo two was more fun and that people liked it more than Diablo three. But they were just paying fake lip service to trick people into pre-ordering. Uh, so I did refund, and I'll be spending my $70 on something more fun than Diablo 4, like uh, dog food. Yeah, yeah. Along along those points with the, the terrible ideas that they, they grabbed onto and said, Hey, you know, we didn't learn this from Diablo Immortal. Let's try it again. You know, when they announced Diablo Immortal and they were like, it's only going to be on your cell phone. It's going to be so great. And everyone was like, this is horse crap. Like, yeah, what's the matter? You guys don't have phones? Yeah, exactly. What, doesn't everyone have phones? The 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 uh, way that they've developed this, there are a lot of, like, height is a very important thing in this game. Not just for crouching and climbing up hills, but <laughs> there are statues that are so tall that in order to bring it into your frame of vision to actually interact with it, it, it has to be basically taking up your entire screen. You have to like, you can't walk up to the base of it and see that you can interact with it. You have to walk past it so that it brings the top of it into your view. And it's almost like they said, what, doesn't everyone have maximum width size screens? Yeah. You, you can't just see that this thing should be interacted with. And it was just, it. I, I was like, wow, I, I would never, literally never have thought that this thing, this extra graphic in the background was something I had to interact with because there was nothing indicating it to me until my character was not next to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, absolutely. The, the, the way they developed it just... Uh, they should they should feel bad about themselves. Um, okay, okay. Uh, it's you're you're up for the number four pick. Okay, number four pick of uh, Blizzard's How to Lose a Player in Ten Minutes nice. award. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, the the uh, slowness of the actions. Now, I'm uh, I I loved Diablo two. I still love Diablo two. Um, and, uh, I, I didn't necessarily love Diablo three as previous podcasts will attest to, mm-hmm. but I think Diablo three had a, did a better job of what whirlwind was supposed to be than what Diablo four has done. Now I, I only played a barbarian. Um, and you know, I, I remember watching a dev video showcasing whirlwind and how cool it was now compared to before and they were showing off like panes of glass almost in a in a you know 360 um uh circle around the player and showing when each pane of glass or of indicator triggers damage on an enemy and 
and I was like, oh, that's that. I guess that could be useful in some scenarios. And then I played it, and it was like, oh, I am spinning very slow. <laughs> I think I think the the times where I pick up like my nephews by their ankles at the park and spin them around in circles, mm-hmm. um, I think I'm going faster when I do that than my character is when he's supposed to be this like God killing uh, entity. And it's easy for guys to walk up like any, any of the minions can walk up to me. And if they time it just right, they can poke me and kill me before I have time to come around to hit them, Mm -hmm. which just blows my mind that it's so incredibly slow of a skill that I'm better off not even using it. It it doesn't even feel like it's a progressed thing. Like you you start off with like a double swing, uh, almost like a, uh, a frenzy sort of attack. And then the next skill that you can get to is whirlwind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even feel like there's a point to do whirlwind. It doesn't feel like an upgrade. It honestly feels like a downgrade. It feels like the kind of thing that as a character you would do in town to like, I don't know, make the kids like you so that you get a better <laughs> deal on on things at the the merchants. Like yeah, hey, hey, local kids, look, I can do a spinny thing. Yeah, you know? and the kids are like, hey, me next. And you spin all the kids around. They're like, whoa. And then you bet on which one's going to throw up and pass out first. Yeah, that make makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, your number four pick was my number five pick. So um, so we agree. Um, okay. And, and I think it combined with the abilities feeling slow, it was, I couldn't use it. So I did... I did every class except for Barbarian and Necromancer. Um, That's just the three other ones. But with all of them, I was like, why can't I use my... Like, I wanted to press my buttons. I just wanted to do my abilities, but everything had a 10-second cooldown. And the things that didn't, um, like my primary skills would do no damage. It's like, okay, to kill a normal little devilkin base turd enemy from Diablo 1, 2, and 3. It's going to take five base attacks. And if I use my mana costing thing that doesn't have a cooldown, I can do it twice before I'm completely out of mana. And here's a little side rant as well. Mana works. Like, we don't need different classes to be like, oh, this is essence, and this is energy, and this is rage, and this is peanut butter. Like, just use mana. And not hummus. Peanut butter, not hummus. (laughs) Right. That's a different class. Yeah. Uh, that's an Italian class, I believe. No, but it's like it's very telling of the Diablo 4 team that that's like, let's fix these imaginary problems like mana doesn't make sense and just ignore important issues. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like I wanted to be able to play. I wanted to go faster. I wanted to be able to play, but instead they were making me wait. I'm not sure what for. Yeah, yeah, the... The, the thing with the essence or the rage or the mana, I mean, I, I love that about Diablo 2 because it, it almost, honestly made a lot of items kind of interchangeable from one character to the next. Like, mm-hmm. even even if, you know, if, if you got a helmet that gave plus two to lightning bolt and you were a barbarian and it, and it happened to have a lot of better stats than your current helmet, if it gave plus to mana, that also benefited the barbarian. You weren't like, oh, this gives extra ma- mana and I can't use that because Diablo 3 said, no, it's rage. 
and with with Diablo 3's way of doing it like you have to generate rage to use the rage it's not like you have rage and then as it depletes you have to increase it you start with zero rage and you have to generate it before you can use it and with whirlwind it uses rage it doesn't generate rage and so it's like in order to use the primary ability that i want to do for a build i have to not use it <laughs> and it makes no damn sense whatsoever all right like, there warriors don't attack you'll yeah. get too happy you won't be mad yeah. The only way we're going to make it so that you can generate rage is if you take damage. And the way you take damage is we're going to make other skills make you take damage just for existing. And then we'll have other things that make it so you don't take as much damage for simply existing. And that'll generate the rage. And it's like, okay, you just explained a very convoluted way of why someone hates life and probably want to commit suicide. And that's the barbarian's existence. No wonder they're spinning slowly. They honestly wish one of Diablo's creatures would come and kill you. Yeah. Like there's, it, it just makes no damn sense. Well, and, and here's the other thing is that like the combat in Diablo four, like that's my most positive aspect. Cause there was a few times with the, with the sorcerer and the rogue where I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But like, that's, that's the end of the, of the positive feedback because um you know how you got better at football in high school than when you were in elementary school what if yeah. instead you went back to play those kids in football like who were in like third grade and it's like no they scaled up they're as good as you we're like what that's what diablo 4 did they're like okay go to the beginning of the game the very beginning you are not stronger than a level one character. And people will be like, well, if you get enough legendaries and you can get an advantage, like this, shut, shut up, shut up and listen to me. <laughs> this is the scaling is so stupid. There's not progression. It's not satisfying to be the same strength the entire time of the game. Then there, like there isn't progression. And, and I watched a video with a guy named Riker um, and he was saying, well, because the game isn't hard, then the scaling doesn't matter. But I just disagree on every level. Like, it's not an issue of difficulty. It's inconvenient. It's inconsistent. If those weak monsters are monsters I fought previously, then my gains in power were meaningless because I didn't gain power relating to the monsters I'm fighting. So um, I also felt like the difficulty was exactly like Diablo 3, where it's like, okay, nothing is hurting me at all. Nothing is touching me, and then uh, a boss takes 2,000 hits to kill, or it'll just CC me to death when I haven't been taking damage for 10 minutes. So, um, yeah, that's the most positive thing I had to say. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my fourth, and, and your fifth. Do you want to do your sixth pick? Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll call it the fifth pick, because we're going to okay. cap this at eight picks, unless we have more. But yeah. it's a hard cap at eight, unless we don't. Okay, so this is officially the fifth pick. Um, is that Diablo isn't an MMO, but now it kind of is. Um, so one of my many criticisms of World of Warcraft is that playing by myself, or even with another with a small group, which is I I I never played with like a huge group, but I did one or the other, and it's like okay. You're in the starting area, whether you're Horde or Alliance, 
and you are wearing the exact same clothes, you're being trailed by the same follower, you're doing the same quests, there's, I don't know, pigs or wolves or whatever standing 30 feet apart, motionless, until you go and engage them and press your buttons. Like, it was very soulless. It, everyone was doing the same thing. So it didn't feel like, oh, wow, there's this living world. It was like, hey, here's this really, really basic game, and it makes me feel like a brick in the wall. And, and the same thing in Diablo 4, like, oh, I go to my stash. Oh, it's in your bedroom. Like, well, there's a bunch of strangers standing in my bedroom looking through my drawers. Um, so instead of being like, I'm one, I'm one of the mighty few heroes who can save the world from evil, I felt like an ant in the colony just running mindlessly among the other ants doing unimportant tasks near other ants. Yeah, yeah, it's... It, you know, it's it's interesting. The typically the the full like abbreviation or the full uh, um, acronym is MMORPG, mm. and and this did not feel like an MMORPG. This felt like an MMOSVG, where it's a massive multiplayer online spectator viewing game. Because oh. the story is not about you. It's not for you. It's for the game developers to go home and angrily and saddingly just beat off in front of the mirror and say, I think I made something beautiful <laughs> you, today. You did meanwhile, it again. <laughs> meanwhile, their life partners in the other room letting their Nimbus 2000 take care of themselves for them. <laughs> like, it's just... It, it, it just didn't feel like a... The, the kind of game, the kind of personable game that when I played it, I was like, hey, oh man, I can't wait to play this again tomorrow. It was like, hey, it feels like I've already experienced everything that the game is about. I should stop playing while I still feel good about myself. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, I, I don't think that they they put too much effort or thought into the purpose of the game outside of, hey, I think this will make us more money. Yeah. Ooh, money. We should write that down. Make more money. Okay. For the next podcast, we will be discussing how to make more money. I'm going to go out and buy some books on how to be get, become rich quick. And um, we'll, we'll see where that takes us. Yeah. We'll be the first ever podcast to talk about how to make money. We'll be setting records. Okay, so um, uh, it's it's your pick for the sixth pick. Okay, sixth uh, sixth pick of um, uh, games I will probably not play more than an hour of in my entire life, uh, uh, and we're not going to talk about, about talk about Raid Shadow Legends is um, <laughs> is the number of unnecessary things that there are to click on. Just for what it feels like screwing with the user screwing with the gamer <laughs> like you go and you start a quest and it's like okay first thing you gotta, gotta do is pick up this amulet and it's like okay where is the amulet and there's nothing on the screen indicating to you where the amulet is there's nothing on the map indicating to you where the amulet is N no unless you happen to luckily mouse over a counter near the npc that you just talked to there's no indication that there's an amulet anywhere around you that you should be caring about outside of the text prompt in the window that says there's an amulet you need to pick up. And, and that's, that's not the only thing like, like it's, it's the whole, 
hey, I need you to take this to someone, and instead of handing it to you because they're right next to you, they just hold it and wait for you to like reach out into their space and like take it from them. Like very creepy esque. And and the game just had all these little things like that that made it so that you can't just skip the unnecessary steps because of the, just the bare fact that they're unnecessary. They left them in there again for what feels like to either screw with the player or to slow them down. And and other examples of this are there are other things in the world that you look at and you're like you're like oh this is weird and unique. This is probably something I should investigate. Like say a bag of empty bottles on the ground, and you click on the bag of empty <laughs> bottles on the ground. Then what? And a window pops up that says, you have found a bag of empty bottles on the ground. Now, when, empty. You, <laughs> when you moused over, it said exactly what was in the pop-up. And then you have to exit out of the pop-up to continue on with the experience of discovering stuff that isn't worth discovering. And, and it just... I found it so aggravating that they kept throwing additional stuff at you just to distract you from the point that you're trying to go from point A to point B as quickly as possible. They literally took the idea of a beeline into consideration and said, okay, bees fly around like they're out of their damn minds. Instead of going straight, we're going to do a beeline. <laughs> we're clever now. <laughs> And we're going to make it so that it seems like someone who had ADD and then took meth made the story for this, made the reasoning from going from point A to point B of not being a straight line. Yes. But in a someone who looks like they took meth. Yes. Uh, so here's the thing. I'm going to, you ready for a counterpoint? I'm going to push yeah. back. Yeah. Um, we're talking about that first example of the amulet on the table. I don't think that they should point it out to the player. What was that scene about? Like, so you walk into town with a guy, they make you stop and inscribe something on a stick. Uh, and then, and then you can go into town and then he's like, Hey, go pick up my stuff for me. Like, well, go get your own stuff. Uh, but then you, you go to do it and then they're like, Hey, here's an amulet for all of that. What did it do? What did it do? Uh, it wasted my time and made yeah. me wish that I, I hadn't bought or played the game. So there is a game we've discussed a little bit, Disco Elysium. Um, yes. And in that one, you click on stuff and it describes it to you kind of like a dungeon master because that game is like a visual story. That's what that game is. And I think that them putting that kind of... of content in Diablo 4 just shows like how out of touch those developers are like what do you think that the players want to do do you think that they want to be looking at a visual story or do you think that they want to play the game this one is like it should just be a gameplay vehicle and they just botched it like I, I'm thinking of so many different places where it's like, oh, I'm supposed to go talk to this nun, and you go up there, 
I'm like, oh, well, the table is clickable. So I click on it. It's like, you see on the table that there are plans. <laughs> plans Why? Are no, 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 no. Why? Just Why one. do I see that? Yeah. Uh, because because they don't because they had this unfocused. I don't know. We'll just put that in. Maybe people will think it's neat. Maybe people like picking up amulet and delivering mail for people. Yeah. For for all the things that that Diablo three was, and what Diablo two absolutely was. Diablo 4 feels like they called it that, but they didn't realize that they were making that. Like, like I've, I've had issues in the past with Batman movies being called Batman when the main character has the costume of Batman, but none of the personality. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Batman in the comics killed people so much, hurt people so much, it was... It was very dark. And then we have these Nolan movies that come out that it's like, I'm going to make you break your one rule. And it's like that, that was never, that was never Batman's rule. And, and I found it hard to recognize those as Batman movies because the character, the aspect, the idea of the movie just wasn't, just wasn't there. And, and with Diablo four, it feels like they said, Hey, we're going to make a game or we're going to make an experience and we're going to call it Diablo 4 because Diablo 3 made money and Diablo 2 made money. Right, so recognizable IP will make more so money. So we're just going to put the Diablo 4 brand on it and hope that nobody notices the fact that it strays so far from what the other games were even remotely like that it's not worth calling a Diablo game. Yeah. Okay. So good pick. Great, great pick. Okay. Um, I'm taking the number seven pick and this is the last one and it's a little bit, uh, nitpicky. Um, but like players from earlier Diablo games know the vendors, like there weren't that many, like, especially in Diablo one, it's like there's two, um, and they like give you quests and, but also just like buying and selling was a poor, like a core, part of the game. Like you come back to town, like, okay, let me identify my stuff. Is there anything good? I'll check with the vendor. Maybe they have some, something better. Um, in Diablo four, the vendors are stupid. Like they feel so not just video gamey, but also like mobile gamey. Like you go there, there's like, uh, I've got three items. Like you're a store that has three items. Uh, and there's like a countdown timer to like the store will refresh at this. It, it was so mobile gamey. Um, you know, the great question is it, the the IV in Diablo Four. Like, I know the I stands for immortal, but what does the V stand for? Vendor, immortal Diablo immortal vendors. Um, but like, like I've I've nitpicked that the other characters in the story like that they don't matter, but like. These NPCs don't. These the 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 vendors don't matter. Like I don't know their names. I don't care what their names are because they're just nothing. So, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't like. So, in in Final Fantasy games, they have certain characters that are like that repeat in all the games 
as being NPCs or sometimes playable characters, but they're almost staples to the franchise, even though each game is drastically different than the next one in both play style and story. Right. And and you have players like Sid. Sid. You know, characters like Sid. He's in all the games. But you know, and, and I thought I thought they did something clever with Diablo three from Diablo two where they have the Book of Cain. Mm. where that's where you go and identify all your stuff like that that made sense to me because it it you know it paid at least some respect and tribute to diablo 2 and said yeah this idea was a good idea it made sense there's this old guy in town who's so smart you just take him a weapon and he's like oh yeah you want to know what this stuff does man this thing it's not good it's not going to be anything <laughs> like what you currently have just throw turns it out he just had a cheat sheet yeah and and in Diablo three, they were like, "Hey, we have this cheat sheet thing here for you. Just go and look at it, and you're done." Like, fine, I I get that. I understand how that sort of reference plays out and works. I didn't feel like there was anything akin to that in Diablo four. It was like a a reskin and a renaming all the way, and it just like. You know, where is the, the the tribute to the previous games that made it possible? Like, you're calling it a Diablo game. Mm-hmm. What about it is a Diablo I mean, the main villain is Lilith, not <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> like, I, I don't Yeah, I'll understand. make a prediction. I think that Lilith is going to turn out to be a good guy and Diablo will be the bad guy. That's, that's my prediction because it's the most tropey thing I could think of. Twist. I... Gosh, I, I just I hope not. I, mean, I, I, I hope so. I, I hope so, and I hope they have no way of like recovering from it. Like, like the criticism they got for the uh, um, the cow level in Diablo three, and they came back with uh, Whimsy Day, Whimsy Shire. Like, I, mm-hmm. I hope that they don't have a way like that to bounce back. I just hope that it it destroys. The, the idea of it like i would love to see a diablo 6 that is we're in charge of that one so much better yeah and diablo 5 is just going to be something that you use to rinse your mouth out of the uh of, of diablo 4 like it's it's just there to try to help you forget that diablo 4 existed okay do you have any more draft picks or do you want to do a rapid fire how how to salvage the game if we were put in in charge? I've I've got one more, and it's hey, it's, it. it's one of my one of my last ones, or, or it was it was one of the first ones that I pointed out when I saw the game. The lighting of the game is just shit. It is just okay garbage. And sorry that I swore. I don't know if we've been swearing, but <laughs> it is absolute it is. garbage. So so the lighting of the game, it's like Fifty Shades of Depression. Is, okay. is what the game looks like. And it, it seems like in every zone that you go to, it's always dark, or it's always raining, or it's always just a very drab. sad, drab, melancholy sort of look to it. And the thing is that, like, you know, right right now in the world, Ukraine is at war with Russia. What? And it's, it's, it's terrible that it's happening, okay? But I don't think that you could ever convince me that there's not going to be a morning in the entire time from the when Russia invaded to now that there wasn't like a beautiful sunrise or sunset 
in Ukraine? Like, did did the light just forget that it exists there? It's just been dark, dreary, and drab the entire time. Did people have any kind of respite from the chaos and terror that is war? But th- this game, all it is, is that dark, shadowy, like, you're supposed to be a hero fighting to preserve something good, mm-hmm. but you're never shown what that good is. There's no light on either side of the tunnel. It's just all dark and bleh, and like, like it, it honestly feels like an homage to depression. The game in its entirety. It's slow, it's sad, it's not very appealing, and it just makes me want to feel good about things and go and play Roblox for a while. Yeah. Like, I would feel better about myself spending a day playing Roblox than I would f- spending an hour of Diablo 4. You know, I I think that's a great draft pick to end on because when I think of the vibes of the first two Diablo, the first Diablo was scary. Like, it had a few funny moments and they really stood out because, like, it was, like, genuinely creepy. Like, the music was very scary. Uh, when the butcher showed up, he was very scary. Uh, and there was, like... There was a Lazarus was the like the high priest to King Leoric who had kidnapped and done these weird seances with Albrecht, the king's son, who turned into Diablo. Spoilers. Um, but when you come across Lazarus, it is scary. It, he, he's got like a Rasputin vibe going on, you know, like the whispering in the king's ear and doing weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but but it had a scary vibe. Diablo 2 was still like creepy at times, but it also upped the fun factor. Like I felt like it was a more fun game with like horror elements. And then uh, Diablo 3 was a, you know, Saturday morning cartoon. Like I'm a butterfly lady. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so 4 is like a big fall off a cliff where it's like I never felt like it was scary. I just felt like it was yeah depressing is is a great description for it um okay so that's the draft uh but to to wrap things up what would you do if if blizzard said hey we have infinity dollars which they essentially do um and you are now the grand dictator of diablo 4 what would you do to salvage the game between now and end of june when it comes out First thing I would do is I'd get a t-shirt that emphasizes the DIC and dictator. Mm-hmm. And I would wear it and post it on social media mm-hmm. to let everyone know I was in charge. And I, I think as a first step, that would really just buy me enough cred for at least the next three or four months. Okay. But how about if you just put the CK in dictator? like Just full on dick. Dictator. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, yeah. I mean, b- b- besides that, like, I, I would honestly give you a button or a setting to disable the story mode, mm-hmm. like dis- disable the narrative, it, uh, a button that you can click to skip through um, all the story aspects of it. Like this, you have to wait for a person to go from point A to point B. And if you get too far ahead, they sit there and wait for you. Um, like a possessed claptrap, like it just, 
I would I would give you an option to, to just cut through all that and 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 get to the gameplay that if if that's what you're there for, then you can have that. The people who can who want their story, they can have their story, but just allow me to skip through it. Um okay, so we're aligned cuz my first two bullet points I have, first is shut up. Like just send the players to a dungeon. We don't need to know why. Like we literally don't need to know why. Um, even if there was like weird letters from Lilith and that was all it was like, oh, you click it and the audio plays while you keep playing. That's fine. But like, no one's going to be confused and be like, wait, should I be killing these monsters? Uh, and my step two is continue to shut up. Don't make me interact with stupid NPCs in the dungeons. Like, just don't, just don't even do that. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even leave a plot for the people to, I'm doing air quotes, enjoy because it, it didn't do anything. No one would miss it if we just said, hey, change the plot to one that involves the player and is way less verbose. It's just so long-winded. Okay, what, yes. what, what else you got? Um, I would get rid of the, the rage and essence and shadow. and I, I would just bring back mana. Mana is, is what everyone uses. Yeah, I'd get rid of hummus altogether. <laughs> no more hummus in the world. It Whoa. would just all be peanut butter. Um, and uh, I would I would make it so that um, if if you dropped an item from one character, uh, it would uh, change to the character that's picking it up. So if, if I if I had a a shield and okay. it was for a sorceress or I don't know wizard um, and it gave plus to a certain skill um, that if a barbarian picked it up it would be like it would be magical enough to go oh this person isn't a wizard this isn't gonna help them what if I gave you plus to this other thing instead that would help you um, oh. and make it a little bit easier for people to like to to kind of share gear from from character to character and that while you're you're farming as a barbarian you're not stuck with gear meant just for a barbarian um, especially since the game is so heavy on customization of inventory and management of inventory mm -hmm. if you get a good character that you can play with it's very frustrating that the majority of the stuff you get is only for that character so that the exploration to other characters and other builds becomes so painstaking that it's almost like, Hey, do I want to replay a game that I've already played and do the whole slowness of everything just because end of sentence? Like, right. No, no, I don't. So I love that idea because it, I feel like it's, going the opposite direction of like Diablo three was like, Hey, let's lock down players being able to share loot at all between each other. And this one is like, let's make it uh, better. So when you're playing with your friends, like, Hey, I got this. Is this more helpful for you? Which is what you would do if you were, you know, in a party, like in, in D and D it wouldn't be like, no, this one's mine. No one else could touch it. It is account bound. Like accounts don't exist in this, in the world of Diablo. Um, my next item would be major overhaul or elimination of monster scaling. Like if I'm never going to be strong, then I'm not going to play the game. And so, uh, you know, also let me use abilities with super short cooldowns or no cooldowns. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I my mine my next one kind of goes along with with that in in the pace of the game. Um, if if I'm if I'm meant to believe that as a as a character that I'm playing in a world full of demons and such, especially things that are ridiculously fast, I I would like to think that there's maybe some possibility where I would also become ridiculously fast and and even more so like like all all hero stories is you know has elements of a hero not being able to match up to darkness or evil in some way and then they're able to overcome whatever it is that they're they're uh, falling short of and then excelling so far past that of the bad or the evil and I, w- I would love some sort of ability to actually speed up the game uh capability of being like hey i get it you want me to go and kill this thing because it killed your sister and it's making all your crops die i get it and you want to give me for some reason an ungodly amount of gold that would fix 99 <laughs> percent of your problems but you're going to give it to me because game stuff and i'm going to take three hours to walk over there and kill it in two seconds no, I want to run over there like a bat out of hell and destroy <laughs> it and be back before the guy gets done asking me if I wouldn't mind killing the creature. Like, yeah, like the, the speed of it is is one of the challenging aspects, because the faster you go, the more on point you have to be with your keybind interactions. And if if you're not good at doing that then it'll show because you won't be optimally going around the the map or the screen or the the experience it'll be very disjointed for you and then you'll have to find a way of of matching your playstyle with with a build and right now it's like hey it doesn't matter what build you choose it's going to be equally as slow and frustrating and not not you know there there's there's nothing that says hey if you're good enough in 30 seconds you might be able to push this button again like there's <laughs> like at that point it's like okay well now i just feel like i need to make a macro on my keyboard that says you know every when i'm playing seconds. this game every yeah. 30 seconds hit this key for me so that i don't have to even think about it or worry about it um i would get rid of gambling but i would replace it with hopefully more interesting crafting where, you know, there's certain components you would just be able to buy with gold. You know, there's gold in the game. So like, Hey, go over here. Like you're going to need iron. So spend money on the iron. You're going to need leather, like, you know, just common crafting things. But then like for the magical things, it's going to say, Hey, you've found this before. And now you know that, uh, this is the general area. So it's like, would be marking your map. Oh, I'm searching for this sort of magical component to do crafting instead of gambling. I'm doing this interesting crafting. And so I, I know I need to go to this kind of area and defeat enemies or do dungeons or something like that to be able to acquire the best caliber of weapons for my current strength without gambling. So the gamble is will I get that crafting material in the dungeon or the area where I'm fighting, but not, Hey, I went and spammed this invented currency at this person who says, ha you didn't get it. 
Yeah, I know what you want, and I can see it in my mind because magic, but I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> the princess is in another castle. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Come back, play more. Um, yeah. And then my last item I have is I think, and this is one where I'm getting soft, where I would say some people do like MMOs. Let people do that or say, hey, I'm starting, like even GTA, which sucks, has a, hey, start me a friend-only game. Just give me a friends only game. Like if it was like, hey, this is just me and my friends, so we can pretend like we're role playing as heroes who are going to save the world instead of like, hey, we're running along by these other ants. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I I would like an MMO as well of it, but one that's done right. Um, I'm honestly a little bit distracted on your last point. Because I, I had I had something that I want to add to it if that's if that's okay got to back it, it a little it, bit yeah so 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 the um, I I like the idea of being able to craft an item that you you're specifically looking for there's nothing more frustrating than grinding and grinding and grinding and never getting a stone of Jordan in Diablo two despite playing for six years in total <laughs> like there's there's nothing and and I get that once you craft it it's gonna have a dice roll of how good of an item it is I get that. It could be the worst of that item, but at least it's that item. Yeah. The the thing that I would want to see, the thing that I would want to change, uh, especially because of because of the gambling system, I would want to see some sort of in-game market marketplace, where if if I make something, okay, I make a stone of Jordan, and and it rolls terribly, but I can use it for my character. Great. And I work hard and I go out and I make another one and it's perfect. It's amazing. It's like, oh, this is great. I want to be able to equip that one. And then I want to take the old one that I made and put it into a market and say, I want either these components or this in-game gold for it. And other players can see it and go, oh, I want to buy that. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you my in-game currency for that thing. And uh, make it so that if, you know, if, if, because it, it, when you do something like that, what it does is it establishes an economy in the game that is, that the players themselves define. It's like when you're doing agile development, you have all these like scrum numbers mm -hmm. and the numbers themselves are arbitrary. They mean nothing until over time they begin to define themselves. And at first it would seem chaotic and useless, but over time, the actual value of things to the players yeah. would make themselves known. And from from a an analytical perspective for the game developers, that would make that would make figuring out what the gamers really want, what the players really are interested in, so much easier because the players yeah. are actively defining that for you. Right. They're defining the cost because when I say that's worth one stone of Jordan, you don't know what that means until later when you know what that means. Exactly. And and for the players that are like grinding for the gear, like, like hey, they just can't seem to find this one component to craft. But they see that there's a stone of Jordan that they can buy for 100 million gold and they have 87 million gold. You know, it, it, it changes the, the strategy from, hey, do I really need to grind for another three years of my life? Or 
can I go and do a certain number of, of quests or missions or raids or rifts that have higher gold output or even changing my builds so that I have a higher gold output to it for specifically getting extra money to buy in these marketplaces. And then you have another option and way for your character to specifically get gear that is somewhat guaranteed and actually has an ending in sight. Like if you're grinding for a particular material and you just never seem to get it, mm -hmm. the horizon, which is always not where you're at, is the goal. Yeah. And if it's always not where you're at, it always feels like it's unreachable. But if if you have a, a mock marketplace system where you can kind of generally see how much those items go for, you at least have an endpoint on the horizon in sight that you can aim for, that you can shoot for, that you can say, okay, once I get to this range, I can start to look at the market and see if there's something I want to buy instead of it being like tough, tough crap. You didn't find this component. You're never, ever, ever going to get this, or I'm going to gamble for it for years and I'm never, ever, ever going to roll that <laughs> on the dice. Like, so I think, just... I think there's three benefits to your idea. One is, it takes the Diablo 2 lobbies thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to stand here and say, I want this for that. And instead of making people sit around while people come and say, hey, want to give it away for free or whatever, you would just have some interface where people could propose trades, people could counter propose, whatever. Two, you've given people an alternative where it's like, hey, you could you could craft this yourself. But if you feel like you're hitting a wall or you're frustrated with some certain component, you could use gold. And third, which would be the first game since Diablo 1, you would give a purpose back to gold. Because uh, in Diablo 2 and 3, and I assume 4, gold is sort of like a shiny thing, but it doesn't really matter. Like my char my seasonal character in Diablo four has like nine bill or in Diablo three has nine billion gold. Yeah, yeah. No, and I I think that you know in in some some games you have the issue of like people making websites that will charge actual real life money for items, and then you mm -hmm. go into the game and they you know trigger a private trading where it costs you one gold for something that should cost a hundred million gold. Yeah. And, and it really off throws off the whole, like, uh, the balance of things. And I, I would, to that, I would say that after the, the unit has, after the, the item has, um, has basically defined itself in the market at a certain value, no trades, whether private or public, um, can take place that isn't within that has like a five or a 10% differentiation from that average. So mm -hmm. if the average is a hundred million, you cannot charge less than 95 million for that item to prevent things like those pay to, to win websites from, from yeah. or, taking uh, over some sort of solution where it's like, Hey, this is a really big um, departure from the market costs, your accounts under review, which doesn't limit you uh, giving a deal to your friend because you could go to your friend and just hand it to him. But yeah. like, if it's a player you don't know, then you're, yeah. then you're using the market. 
No, I, I think, but I think you had an idea in in the Diablo three review that that should fix that, and that is if if a someone was your friend, ha, like was on your friends list when you found the item, you can mm-hmm. give it to them anytime you want, free of yeah. charge. Yeah, we're we're but, doing that. But the moment that that you find an item and you want to put it up on auction or put it up on the marketplace, um, you cannot do a private deal with anyone it has to be public and if you want to give it to a friend they should have been on your friends list and so i think that limits it so that you can't really cheat the system and keeps it honest amongst all the players um at least mostly honest i'm sure there will be people out there that are scripters that are constantly like surveying the marketplace saying hey if anything drops below 96 million immediately buy it and turn around and list it for a hundred million so that they make the 5 million profit. And I get that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. I, I was going to say, who cares? Part of the gameplay of, of like, if someone outscripts you, I, you know, that tough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. That's how that works. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of, of getting rid of gambling, um, but I, I even more like the idea of if we're going to get rid of gambling, then we have something else that replaces it, that gives you some sort of indicator on the horizon as to how close you are to obtaining the item. Yeah, but do you know what we'd be doing? We'd be playing the game instead of clicking the gamble button, right? You're, you're, we're old people smoking at, in Las Vegas, pressing the come on, make me rich button, but... We're not going to do that because we're geniuses. Uh, Did we just do a podcast? Yep.